Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. It's the Velvet's Edge Podcast with Kelly Henderson. Jeremy Coward is here. He is celebrity photographer and a philanthropist in Nashville. I've been such a fan of your work for so long. I cannot believe we haven't actually met or worked together at this point. I know. It's crazy. We've definitely chatted in the past, but yeah, this is our first meeting. Yeah. Wait, are you a four on the Enneagram? Have we I talked about that? Okay. Same, same. <laughs> Fellow fours unite. I believe you were doing a project back in the day where you shot people with mm-hmm. different Enneagram yeah. numbers, yeah. Um, just kind of catching their personality and the way that the the number on the Enneagram was showcased mm-hmm. through the picture really like stood out. I loved that project. Yeah. How did that go for you? Well, it's funny. It was going amazingly well. And then uh, literally the pandemic hit like right after I launched it. So it's well, like a launch it for a month <laughs> or two and it was amazing. And then it just went away. Yeah. Well, I actually want to get into talking about that with you because you put a post up on Instagram a couple of weeks ago and it Mm -hmm. just really hit home for me. You were so vulnerable just talking about just the different ways that creatively you've been struggling since the pandemic. Um, Let's start with just talking about what does creative life look like after the pandemic for you? Because that's something I really relate to. Like everyone keeps saying it's back to normal and I'm like, this is not the same. So what has Mm -hmm. it looked like for you? Yeah, just, uh, I mean, from so sorry, I got to turn my ringer off. Um, oh, that's okay. No, it's off. For me, it's looked like a bit of a mess, mainly because I do so many different things that I think I've confused myself and my audience, you know, as to what <laughs> yeah. I'm doing. Um, I do pretty hard, head first into the world of crypto and NFTs and that lost the majority of my audience because nobody knows anything about NFTs or crypto. It's very, very, and even I had to feel like I had to go to law school to learn how to do it. It was really challenging. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, uh, 
you know, I'm I'm so ADD, and that leads me to chasing all the squirrels, you know, all the things that I could do and should do. You know, I think mm-hmm. we we should just chase the things that we should do, but I tend to chase the things. Oh, I could do that. Why don't I go do it? You know, and then I'm like tired of that in that bath back over here, and so. Um, but even in this season uh, of being really hard, I've started to really kind of chat with other creatives. I'm, I'm like, am I alone in this? And mm-hmm. uh, it turns out that, like you're saying, uh, we really are all still in a very tough season post-pandemic. Um, if you are the the rare creative killing it right now and fulfilled and making tons of money, then a sincere congrats. Yeah. <laughs> you're one of the few. Yeah. Yeah, it has felt that way. I feel like maybe it's that people aren't spending the same money the same way. And I feel like most industries must feel this to some capacity, but definitely the creative world, the entertainment world has felt a bit like things just still have not settled the same. And maybe they just never will be. Do you ever think about that? What will happen for you if things don't go back to the way they were? I don't know. I mean, we have so many things. changing right now literally before like seconds before i got on the zoom with you my friend sent me a tiktok of where ai video is heading right now and it's just stupid scary and like yeah i can't even fathom what i just saw like it's yeah you essentially like look at a photo and you like of a boat in the water you just select the boat and then the boat starts moving in a 4k high-res video as if it was shot as a cinematic movie from the beginning but it was just a photo that you i don't know like it's just there's there it's all interesting and exciting but i find find ai to be more bad news than good news and so mm-hmm. i think that's playing into the uncertainty for a lot of creatives like will we still have jobs will people yeah. still need it? it's like I don't know. It's it's uh, getting very interesting. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, and I don't know if it's gotten bigger for you after COVID or not, but the doing the multiple things, which I know my listeners are like, oh yeah, that's Kelly too. Like I'd completely just have my hand in a lot of pockets. And, and maybe this is a four thing now that I know that we're both fours, but I can't seem to just do the thing where you really focus on one thing and you do it really well. And that's what people know Mm. you for because I'll start to see one other thing. And I'm like, Ooh, that's exciting. Let me like Mm. put some energy into that. And I enjoy doing that too. But what you said is so accurate about how it confuses people. So Mm. what have you learned? Cause I know you write books, you do public speaking, you're a photographer. What have you learned as an entrepreneur about just that saying that people say, like, no, you have to do one thing and you have to do it well. Like, do you believe that to be true? Um, I definitely find myself envious a lot of people who do one thing and do it well. Um, yeah. I don't think you have to. I think, um, you know, the grass is always greener. People that do one thing and do it well are jealous of me and then I'm jealous of them. Like, there's always going to be you know, uh, positives and negatives to each. And so um, I do enjoy the variety that my career brings. And I'm always, uh, I mean, there have been days where I've dabbled in five different careers in one day, you know. Um, (laughs) And there's so many obvious downsides to that. It can get exhausting. And um, 
Yeah, it can be confusing to, like I said earlier, to both you and your audience as to what mm. do you do, you know. Um, but I think in the end, I still enjoy. Uh, I, I would still rather be diverse in in what I do for sure. Yeah, you have a book called Impossible. And the whole premise of the book is that you can do anything that you set your mind to. And um, it talks a little bit about your life prior to becoming a very successful photographer. And it in the description specifically says, Jeremy started out as a failure. Growing up, his life was defined by the words, I can't do it. Where mm-hmm. in your life can you look back now and see this shift? Because you do have your hand in so many pockets and you are so creative. Where did you really start to learn to believe in yourself? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, my mom and dad will always encourage me, but I think uh, probably somewhere in high school where I, you know, started to realize like, oh, I won the art show and I was, you know, leading my school play and like they, my peers would start to vote, vote me for stuff. And so, yeah, I started to, you know, not think I was a complete and total failure somewhere along the way. Um, I just thought I wasn't like academically smart or which therefore made me think that I wasn't going to mount to much in life Mm. if I didn't make straight A's. And so I was confident in my creativity, but still like unsure about how I would fare as a human. (laughs) So Yeah, I feel like one of the things that I've learned about just the creative journey and the doing to circle back to the doing a lot of things is that maybe my creativity just can focus on a lot of things or I thrive in that position. Like I'm really starting to try to accept that about myself as maybe a jack of all trades, if you will, or looking at the bigger picture of that's what makes me unique and special. Is that something that this book and even just your experience with growing your creative life, like what have you come to learn about yourself and your own creativity, creativity specifically? Gosh, what have I? Sorry, city, and what have I learned about my myself and growing, growing creatively? Yeah, and just in in your own creativity, do you think? I guess what I've started to learn is I look at the people who do one thing, and I yeah. think, wow, they do that really well. And like you said, I start to beat myself up sometimes because I'm like, why can't mm-hmm. I just do that or focus on one thing? Yeah. But then I've just started to get to the age where I'm like, well, I just can't. (laughs) It's just not how I am. Mm -hmm. And I never will be. And the more I try to change myself into who Mm -hmm. they are, the less unique, the less creative I actually become because I'm not being myself. Yeah. Yeah. And so is there something specific that you've learned just about your own creativity and how you specifically thrive? I I think I want to say this just for any other creatives listening. Like it doesn't have to look like anyone else. That's a very, very good point that I think creatives need to hear. You know, for me, I'm I'm the exact same as you. Like where I've recently just embraced like this is just who I am. Like I'm always yeah. gonna be jumping from thing to thing and I cannot I no matter how hard I try, there's no stopping that for better or for worse. Like it just is what it is. I did recently, like three weeks ago, started ADD meds. Um, oh, okay. Because I thought the meds might like calm me down a little bit in terms of the idea jumping. Um, 
Sadly, it does not. It does help me <laughs> tremendously. Um, I'm a big fan, which did not want to be on meds. Um, yeah. And I fought against that idea for literally years and years. Um, but it was so bad this summer. I was like, okay, I think I need help. And I'm a big fan of like eating clean and eating naturally and doing all the gluten-free and dairy-free and all that stuff. And all that helps. But my ADD was still really bad. So Anyway, I finally went and got meds, and now I'm so glad I did because they just a little boost to help me, like at least respond to emails and pay attention mm-hmm. to conversations and you know things like that to make me just function better. And it does not affect my creativity, thankfully. Um, and it's a non-habit forming, so like you can't get addicted. And so, anyway, they've they've been a really good uh, help, but still aren't changing the fact that I'm just going to keep jumping from idea to idea. <laughs> yeah, it's just who you are. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave. And then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. 
Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With a book like I'm Possible, even that title feels scary to me as a person who, I don't know, I can doubt myself. Do you feel an extra amount of pressure because you wrote a book about this as this like motivator? And then to do a post like you did on Instagram a couple of weeks ago and just said straight up, like, I'm struggling right now. This is really Mm -hmm. hard. Is that harder as a person who's written a book like I'm possible to then kind of, does it feel like backtracking maybe to say out loud, Hey, this is hard. And I'm struggling now too, because I know I told you guys you're possible, but like I'm struggling with if I'm possible right now, what does that feel like? Yeah. I I just see it all as an interesting, uh, twist in the plot you know like i'm definitely yeah. on a very interesting story and it is crazy that that story and my life story blew up like it did i mean millions of people watched my story online um and then that turned into me presenting that talk all over the country to tens of thousands of people live um and so yeah now to be in a place where it feels like nothing is possible has certainly been um you know, a plot twist for sure. But I, I just like being real and honest. And, you know, um, that's a season I'm in. And so if people are like offended or bummed, like it's okay. I'm just, yeah. just, just being real. Well, I think some of the beauty that I see in that is that, and I don't know if you've ever felt this, but when I have reached certain points of success in my life, I think, okay, I've made it. You know, we all have that mentality like, oh, I got there. I did it. And life has just not worked out for me that way. Like it's always that corkscrew analogy. I don't know if you've heard it. Like you go up, then you go back down you go. And we just do that. I think our whole lives, but instead in our brains, we think, okay, I hit this point and now it's only up from there. So it's refreshing to me to hear someone say, okay, I was in this season and it was great and everything was working and Mm. I was thriving. And then now I'm here and then I know I'll Mm. go back up again, but what have you learned about that journey of the ups and downs? It's funny. I was just talking, I was just on a really, really weird retreat last week in Yosemite, a mysterious artist retreat where I was not told who's going or what we're doing. I was just told to show up. Okay. (laughs) So I went down to Yosemite for a week by myself and ended up there with 120 artists and filmmakers and it was fantastic but one of the people i was talking about was uh, read me a poem about waves and like there's always the peak and then the trough is following and then the peak and the trough and she's like when you're in the trough you just have to know that there's another Mm -hmm. wave right behind it you know like it just and that is really is the perfect analogy for the creative life you know especially if you're a freelancer like it just it's always i mean it's always yeah wave after wave so i'm just in the trough and i can feel a new wave coming so i'm definitely excited about it in the post that i keep referencing which i will put in the description of this podcast for you guys but 
You say work is slow, walking is hard, art is hard, life is hard. I'm struggling with a brain disease. Will you tell us a little bit about that piece of the struggle for you and what that looks like? Sorry, my nose is itching so much. That's okay. Um, Yeah, I I was diagnosed six years ago with a brain disease called Friedrich's ataxia. Um, So it mainly affects my walking balance um, pretty severely. Um, I I mean, I can walk, but it's I'm like drunk. I'm like drunk walking. Mm. Um, It can affect my speech. So even right now, I can tell that my words are a little bit slurry. Um, uh, Let's see. I also have Lyme disease, um, but I don't really know what the differences are between my Lyme symptoms and my brain disease Mm -hmm. symptoms. Um, But yeah, the main thing is just my coordination. Like all coordination and balance are just like gone. Like I'm. I was very, very athletic when I was younger, played college volleyball and played high school basketball and, you know, um, love sports. And so now to be as uncoordinated as I am is is just so freaking humbling. I've got four children who are all athletes, and so I can't play sports with them. Um, that's the hardest part as, as a dad to not be able to engage with your kids athletically. Uh, it's a major, major bummer. But outside of that, I mean, I don't have any pain. I'm not like, you know, in bed all the time. It's just simply my walking is is really goofy. Um, mm-hmm. It did get bad earlier this year, like really bad. I gained weight and I was just so unhealthy. And so I decided to get my butt back in the gym. And so I've been pretty addicted to uh, the gym since, I don't know, probably June. And so now I feel much much better i'm actually very in shape it's weird my body is like doing this you know my disease is getting worse but my mm. body is getting so much stronger and fit and so it's a it's a weird weird contrast well i just loved that you listed all the things the creative creative life after the pandemic the struggle of doing a bunch of different things and you know trying to find your place in the creative world and then also grappling with I didn't know about the Lyme disease, but Lyme disease is brain disease. And yet your whole entire post was about, okay, but so now here's all the things going on with me. And what I know to do in a time like this, when I'm really struggling is to go out and help other people. And that's something that I've been taught too, is like when you're in your darkest spot, the only way out is to get out of yourself and go do service for someone else. So I Mm want to talk a little bit about If You Were Breathing, which is your new project you're launching. And you Mm -hmm. said before we started recording that you would give the listeners just an explanation of what that even is. You haven't announced this yet. So can you tell us a little bit about what If You Are Breathing is? Yes. um, Pretty crazy idea. And and I think people will start to understand it once I get going. Because it's not one of those things that's like, an elevator pitch where I can't explain it in two seconds, you know, but essentially what I'm going to do is find individuals in extreme financial need one at a time. Um, and then I'll spend a day with them making art together um, to tell their story through painting and drawing and photography and iPad stuff. And we just sit and we make stuff together. And then at the end of the day, I make uh, augmented reality experience, uh, AR experience based on what we made together. And then I show them that and they freak out and they they love it. And I mean, even 
most of us haven't seen it. I mean, it's really futuristic, um, especially to, I've never seen it used to tell stories. I've only seen it used as a very gimmicky, here's like a little butterfly dancing in the room that you can't see with your naked eye. You can only see it through the app. Um, so to use it to tell stories, I think is going to be a really uh, phenomenal thing to do. I can't wait to start getting out. So we build the AR thing, and that's like day one, my experience with them. What they don't know is that I'm coming back to give them a hoodie, a hoodie or a T-shirt. Um, and that hoodie or T-shirt is going to have the art that we made on it. And so they're going to be so excited that we that I've given them their art uh, on a hoodie. And then, uh, then I show them that through our iPhone app that the hoodie is AR enabled. So if you scan the hoodie, the art literally comes to life off the chest, like what? into yeah, like literally. Oh my in, god! In three D in physical space, the the hoodie comes, like the art comes to life off the hoodie. So then they forget about that. Hopefully. Um, but here's where it gets fun is that then I tell them that the public can now go buy that hoodie or that T-shirt. Um, and so then they freak out again because like, oh, my gosh. And then I tell them that 100 percent of the proceeds from that merch will go to them. Oh, my um, God. So it's essentially like creating art business partners for the day. And the and the, the merch that we create together is funding them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. What made you want to do something like that right now? I don't know. It's it's like the only, I just always have weird ideas and I only like the ideas that are extremely, extremely difficult. And this one is very layered, very complex, very time consuming. Um, but I love it. Like, I love it. It's literally, it's like the only thing that feels true. It's like everything. I have a really cool path right now to pursue my own art and career. Like, I was just featured in a show last November with Ansel Adams and Andy Leibowitz and the best photographers that have ever, ever loved. Um, and uh, going on that path, for some reason, just feels empty. And so, uh, at least for the moment. So, I'm like, I'm going to go chase this idea. And just see what happens because I really think with our upcoming political cycle again and the wars going on overseas and AI and all these weird things happening, I just think we need more good news. As cliche as that sounds, like I think we just need really, really positive content. And so I don't know. This like every like from every angle I look at this idea, I'm like, it's just it's right. It's the right thing to do. Yeah, for my heart, for my creativity, for a challenging to, you know, just every angle. It's, it's what I want to do. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. 
with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I love the idea of specifically what you just said about you have these opportunities to go chase dreams that would be beneficial to you, specifically you. And then this one, it's beneficial to you, obviously. It's fulfilling a lot of things for you, but it's also beneficial to multiple other people and fulfilling such a positive thing, bringing people money, also the art piece of it. But I think that that's so much of what our culture is missing is we just think in this I mentality constantly. And it's like so refreshing to me to see someone who's struggling, who's in a hard time looking outside of themselves to help others too. I think that's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, well, thanks. I'm obviously not doing it for those reasons. It just, I just have to do it. And um, yeah. and, and we'll see, we'll see where it goes. I, I really just hope that the public uh, understands it and gets, gets behind it, gets around it. And uh, is this going to be, it's going to be really, really cool. 
Well, I told you before the podcast, our theme of this month is shedding. Is there something that comes to your mind as something that you specifically are shedding in this season of life? <laughs> is there a lot? <laughs> yeah. There's a whole lot, a whole lot. And it's really weird that you would ask me that because yeah, this this has been a year of shedding for sure. Um yeah, there's a lot of un- unlearning uh, mm. beliefs and yeah, but open to not really knowing what what that looks like moving forward, but being content in that. And so um yeah, maybe I'm thinking of another way to answer that shedding of just like control i guess like because i really have no control right now as to what's happening or what's next and so yeah yeah i feel like i'm being more free and more risky than ever like this whole project that i just talked about feels like that idea of jumping off the edge of the cliff and assembling your parachute as you fall you know like uh is definitely what i'm doing right now well, if people so, want to help or get involved with the project, is there a way that you can get involved with if you're breathing? Yeah, just follow on all socials, tell people about it, talk about it. It's going to be worthy of talking about because it'll be one beautiful story at a time. I just worked with a kid last week who got hit by a car. And so we're trying to tell his story. And then a family of three, uh, a mom, a baby, and a grandmother who are just incredible and have been hit over the head uh, over and over and over again through life and they're trying to get back on their feet so i'm helping them so yeah the more people that follow the accounts and share the stories um that's how this idea is going to work and if people just want to keep up with you i'll put first of all let me say i'll put if you are breathings all their tags in the description of this podcast but if people just want to keep up with you and your work um or even book a shoot where would they find you yeah just uh instagram is probably the best place where I- use most consistently the link is in my bio to book a shoot all that good stuff so amazing jeremy thank you so much for being here it's so nice to finally meet you i know i love this project i can't wait to see it thank you i should be posting the first videos in the next coming days so it'll be good amazing awesome well you guys go check it out again i'll put all of that info with jeremy in the description of this podcast thanks again Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson, where we believe everyone has a little velvet and a little edge. Subscribe for more conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. Search Velvet's Edge wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.